Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Country Not Country, a Radio.com podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. All right, Aaron, episode 26, we made it. Ooh, yeah. And now this time you were late, by the way. Well, I mean, yes, but it Well, we did have to have light bulbs change in the studio, so that was uh, gave us a little bit of a break. But either way, we've got quite the show today. We're going to talk about Dwight Yoakam having his first child at 63. I thought he was 61. He's 63 years old. I mean, that's straight up grandpa age. Well, he got married uh, prior to the baby being born to his wife, who is 36. Ah, see, that's what happens. Men getting the younger chicks, they always want a baby. That's what happens. Well, the more that I looked into this, the more I found out about Dwight Yoakam's dating life. And let me tell you, that man has some stories. Oh, I bet. Now, uh, we're going to get to that in a bit. Also, I'm going to play for you some uh, John Party's Rancho Fiesta Sessions. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to this? No, I haven't. But I do know that there is some very interesting cuts. He did a lot of George Strait covers for this album and even did a, a cover of a Prince song. Which I, like I was it. like, hmm, all right, I'm going to have to check this out. And then you used a term today on the air called geographically undesirable in the dating world. Oh, yes. It's something that I think happens a lot here, you know, in Houston where, uh, you, I mean, if you live inside the loop, you typically don't want to date somebody outside the loop. Yeah, so basically it's not because of the kind of person who lives elsewhere. It's more about the distance. And then on Facebook, I did a post, oh, I did it on Facebook and Twitter. I said, what are red flags to look for in the early stages of a relationship. Oh, yes. I cannot wait to hear what some of these answers are. So we'll talk about that. Should we open up with Hurricane Laura, though, because that was dominating most of our week? I, Well, yes. And I, you know what's so funny? I, I don't know what I was thinking was going to happen, but I feel really bad for, obviously, all the people in Louisiana, like Charles and uh, Beaumont, that and that area. I'm. It's always amazing to me what the weather, the, how they can predict it and how accurate it is. And although it wasn't accurate, but it was. Do you yeah, know well, I mean? they, they knew it was going to turn north. So then it became this like giant waiting because if it didn't turn north, it was coming to Houston. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like a beeline. And, and that was my biggest thing with it was watching, you know, watching the forecast unfold. We all kind of knew it was going to go. We all believed, hey, it's going to go north. It's going to go north. But right. the longer the day went on, the less it had turned north. And so I was I was gun ho with it and I was going to keep passing information as long as I could possibly do it because I felt like 
I would rather be overprepared and tell people everything that's happening up to the minute than have another situation where people act like they didn't know a hurricane was coming. Oh, for sure. And then, yeah, and I think the other part where they were predicting all of this giant storm surge and none of that really ended up Yeah, they happening. called it unsurvivable storm surge expected, which I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't... I. I I think some places got flooded, but I don't think it was as uh, widespread as they had predicted, which, I, I mean, fine, be wrong on that. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure everybody else is thankful they were wrong. So Yeah. When, did you see that vi- that picture of the Capital One building in Lake Charles? Yes. Where all the windows were blown out? Yeah. All I could think was if that came through downtown, can you imagine the mess of all those skyscrapers and glass falling across the city and stuff? Oh, that would have been... It would have been devastating. Oh, for sure, because that's like their only building in Lake Charles. That's what I was going to say. I think that's the only skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know where that is because I just know where the casinos are, <laughs> you know? I, I, agreed. I I, I want to say you should be able to see it from the big I-10 bridge as you drive over. But right. uh, my, my favorite part of the whole uh, buildup, though, was the interview that I think Fox posted this interview. Ivory Hecker interviewed this young kid in Beaumont mm-hmm. and – Honest, so Ivory Hecker's a really beautiful reporter, right? I um, think I've heard of many men that like to follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she is she is quite the looker. And she all I could think during the interview was that this guy is like, Man, this girl is beautiful. Like, cause he was kind of because to me he was kind of being macho because he was yeah, we're gonna hang out during the storm. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait this out. It ain't gonna be that bad. But in the background you hear his friend going, Is it really gonna be that bad? Is it really is it really that serious? And they're like, What time are you leaving? She's like, We're about to leave right now. And he's like, Oh really? Like he like it was like he hadn't even watched the news. He knew a hurricane was coming but did not care. And he's like, Yeah, we got a couple boats over here, so we're gonna be fine. We're just gonna wait it out. And you're like, Wow. Um, either he's being brave for her or he's being dumb or both. Oh yeah. Um there is something I saw on the news about uh, a guy that waited it out in a tugboat when it was coming in. I mean, a tugboat is probably, is that the safest one to be in? I have no idea. You're but not going to tip a tugboat. Yeah, like, I just, I was like, dang. I, I mean, and they showed video, and I was like, nope, uh-uh. I've seen the perfect storm. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I picture Lieutenant Dan in that, though. Mm. Yeah, I just think of, like, George George Clooney trying to get over the giant wave and, like, being lost forever. No thanks. Yeah, they they said there were waves as high as 46 feet Mm. in that storm, like, out out in the Gulf from the storm. I can't, like, oh, God, that would, oh, I don't even know. 40 stories, right? Or four stories. 40 feet, yeah, 10 10 stories a floor. It's like a four-story building, a wave that big. Yeah, yeah not, that makes me queasy. Yeah, not for me. I, I, I was super glad, though, that I was able to fall asleep and not woken up by crazy winds because I thought we were at least going to get wind or power outage or something. But, yeah, and we didn't really get much of anything. And we're on the good side, I guess. And I guess there really is something to the good or the uh, bad side of the storm. For sure. So, I mean, knock on wood. I mean, we, it's we, not it's not over yet as far as hurricane season. Yeah, I saw that there's two more hurricanes already making their way towards the Gulf. Like, literally, as Laura made landfall, they were said, hey, don't let your guard down yet. There's two more on the way. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I ended up buying uh, a bunch of flashlights. So, got that covered. Also, I'm good to go if I ever need to go camping. Well, so. worst case scenario, people prepared and got their stuff ready in case one does come. Yeah. I mean, fire drills used to happen all the time in school. We never had a fire. That they, You know what? Very good point. Very good point. Now, yeah. uh, geographically undesirable in the dating world, Aaron. So this means if someone lives too far away, you don't want to date them? 
Right. Okay. So I there was something I saw in on this website talking about single people and how we're really not for some reason wanting to date right now. I I but whatever. But the biggest the biggest downfall is if somebody lives too far. That's like the number one deal breaker is if somebody lives too far, they don't want to date. And I get it because here in Houston, I always have said, if you lived outside the loop, you're geographically undesirable. Well, to me, that only made sense whenever there was such thing as long distance calls. Mm. But he, I mean, I, I, and let's think about this a second. So you're dating. Houston is how big? Yeah, super big. So you I mean, can, from one end of the metro to the other, it's like, what, two hours? It's the biggest Connecticut. It's the biggest some states. Yeah. So uh, if I'm living inside the loop and I'm dating a guy in the woodlands, it's probably not going to last very long because I'm going to get really tired of that drive up I-45. And he's likely not going to drive all the way down all the time. Mm-mm. For sure. I do. I can 100% agree that that is a hurdle. However, if you really like somebody and you really care about someone, you really have a connection, then the drive shouldn't be that big of a difference, right? Distance makes the heart grow fonder, I thought. Yeah. Uh, nah. I mean, there's a guy, I think I, uh, I think there was a guy I went on a date with and he lived in League City and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I well, don't think this is going to work out. Well, that's the challenge I think I face sometimes if it's, you know, in, it, when you start to consider the serious relationship, like I, I have a house in town close to downtown. I, I'm not trying to move out to the suburbs yet. I might eventually, if we end up working from home more often and that becomes a regular part of my life, I will probably consider that. But in that case, now I would have to, oh, I'm dating this girl and she wants to live in a Tascacita, or I want to date this girl. She lives in some other area of town. Do I now have to consider moving to that city in order to pursue the relationship? Oh, Right. Well, and that's the thing. I think about the same thing because I live, you know, just outside the loop. Um, but, yeah, I just, I can't imagine. I think sometimes, like, oh, I'd like to have a house with a bigger yard for the dogs. And then I'm like, ooh, but that commute. Damn, I don't know if I could do that. The incentive would have to be great. Right. The incentive would have to be awesome to get me to drive 45 minutes. And, and the other weird thing about me is the older I've got, the more I want to sleep in my own bed. I would rather yeah. be, I'd rather deal with a tired hour long drive to get home and wake up in my own bed than to go to sleep somewhere, wake up and have to leave on a undis, undetermined amount of time in the morning. Uh, you know, and what's funny about that is you don't have pets. Your daughter doesn't live with you. So for me, I feel the same way, um, but I do have pets. So I usually am in the back of my mind, I think kind of antsy about my dogs being left at the house. Even though they have a dog door and it's fine, I just for some reason just get, I don't know, I I can never really fully rest. Yeah, I wonder about that in my own dating life as well. Sometimes with dogs, it's like, because when you date a woman who has dogs, you're getting the dogs too. It's just like dating a woman with kids. And quite frankly, mm -hmm. the dogs will almost always hold precedent. So you have to be prepared for that. That's um, why, I mean, I have to date a guy that, either really likes dogs or has his own dog and also doesn't mind dogs right because there's also guys that have dogs and don't like other dogs and there's like guys, i dated that guy <laughs> well, there's also there's also people who think they like dogs until they have three dobermans in the house um 
It's only two, and it's a and she and the other one's a mix. So I'm watch, just saying, watch your mouth. <laughs> I, I, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like you're you're accustomed to that life of having large dogs in the house, and some people have to become accustomed to that. They're maybe okay with it, but they don't know everything that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, cold snout and the woohoo, like hey, <laughs> hey there, buddy. Oh, That's not your bone. You know, uh, well, oh, I could tell you some stories right now, but I'm gonna just hold off until, um, yeah, until it's safe. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so geographically uh, undesirable. I understand it, but it made me think about um, red flags in relationships. Right. So just out of pure entertainment value, I posted on Twitter and on Facebook. I did this on the Bulls Facebook and then my Twitter. I said, give me an example of a major red flag to look for in the early stages of a relationship. And, and by the way, I have like an article. So, somehow I just got this randomly sent to me the other day and it's about red flags in relationships so see what some of these people say and I'd so like to i'm see. just going to read uh three comments off the top one their ankle monitor okay <laughs> that, well that, uh, that's <laughs> by the way i saw this video of this guy who had an ankle monitor on where he put a plastic bag on his foot and, and then put it through the ankle monitor right okay. so basically the ankle monitor was around the plastic bag around his ankle and then he greased up with vaseline his the bag and then the ankle monitor just slipped right off oh god how crazy is that but uh, anyway so the first lady writes if you're trying to make conversation and ask what they did that day and their reaction is defensive like you're diving too deep Ooh, like mind your business yeah. oh you know what's funny i actually had um i used to have a boyfriend that did that so my okay my ex-husband I would call him during the work day, and I would be like, hey, how's your day going? And he's like, Aaron, what do you want? I'm really busy right now. And I'm like, oh, well, I was just calling to say hi and see how you're doing, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'm really busy. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, oh, God. And so I always got in the habit of I kind of got trained to ask somebody anytime I call, what do I ask you? Are you busy? What are you doing? Yeah. Are you busy? What are you doing? Like, those are the first two things. And I had this guy, the guy I dated right after that, um, after I got a divorce, I would do that. He's like, why do you always ask me, what am I doing? I just feel like you're being nosy. I was like, actually, I'm just trained and that, like, I'm I'm not trying to be nosy. It's just what I do now. And But I still do it, you know. I try to make it more funny than, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you did, know what I mean? Did you, I mean, have you ever thought about breaking that habit? Mm. Because you obviously recognize it. I recognize it. I, you know, I don't know if I think it's that big of a deal. Um, but I agree with her. I feel like that person is like, why are you asking? Because so, they're shady. So another lady says, by the way, almost all women reply to this. So apparently only men send red flags. <laughs> is, is that what I'm picking up? Uh, with online everything, if they want you to come over or invite them over as a first meetup, even if you carry or can protect yourself, a guy that's acting like that isn't interested in being serious with you. Oh, hell no. That's right. 100%, girl. Don't ever go to a guy's house for the first date. What is wrong with people? And what's wrong with men that ask that? God dang it. <sighs> is it really that bad? Yes. God, I should have known you do that all the time. I should have known. I don't do that all the time. I did when I was younger, but I didn't think about it like that. Because back in the day, do you want to come watch a movie? That was the sign for, do you want to come over? Netflix and, and chill. Yeah, exactly. That was the original. Well, so pretty I, much you would get to know each other. and be like, hey, you want to come over and watch a movie? And that would be where you got to know each other before you spent money on dinner. You know what I mean? 
episode. Cheap, <laughs> cheap mofo. Because that was it, my but... that was my other thought is either the guy is a you know not relationship material because he is shouldn't be taken seriously or. He's a cheap son of a bitch. Or what if y'all had been talking on? Because she's talking about it on. It starts online, or that's how I. She says with online everything, if they want you to come over or invite them over as a first meetup. No. Which so no. online, I agree with that online. Yeah. One hundred percent agree. If you meet this person online, definitely not. Now, if we met at a bar, and we were hanging out, we had a great time and chemistry. Blah blah. Depends- hey, I'm watching the football game tomorrow. Do you want to come over and watch it? Right. I think it depends on the context and like what the situation is. If it's like. Hey, do you want to come over? Um, I'm gonna cook you up some dinner and then some loving. That's weird. Um, but if it's like, yeah, I'm gonna have some people over, and you want to come over, that's not weird. Like, I don't think that's weird. So there is a gray line, a gray area there. So sure, sure, not every time that because again, where where I just kind of made the joke of that's how oh, I've done that, right? <laughs> sure, when I was younger, it's probably a little different like that. But on and the reality is. I know how weird that sounds in social media world. Like, I'm in her DMs. I'm like, hey, do you want to come over and hang out? Like, that is just weird. Yeah. Like, um, 100%. But, but at the same time, it's also very forward. Because if I feel the courage to ask a girl that, then it's clear, right? I mean, there's there's no mystery there. If she says, why? What do you want to do? I thought we could hang out and watch a movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because Th- I will Well, say- at that point, she now knows what the predicate is. Yeah, there's a, I will say I went on some dates with a guy and he would always ask me to come over and which was, you know, fine to a certain extent. But I was like, he had no desire to go anywhere. He always just wanted to stay at the house. It was just kind of annoying. So, so, so I kind of feel like, you know, I can be like that sometimes. It's not at least as of late with the pandemic, but it's not so much not wanting to go out because I, I have... I, I believe you're talking about dates, you know, because mm-hmm. going on dates is, is a way bigger effort, showing a larger effort. Yeah. Well, and I mean, okay, so say we go over to your house and you're going to order dinner. Yeah, that's fine and everything. But at the same time, it's like sometimes I need to change the scenery. You know what I mean? And I need to see a little effort. And knowing that that person was, that's what they did all of the time. It was like, come on, dude. Yeah, and, and, and my 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 uh, hang up now has been the last few dates I've tried to schedule canceled. Mm-hmm. So I started getting kind of gun shy on, I, I not gun shy. It's just like kind of get defeated just a little bit. Hey, you want to go out to yeah. dinner? It's like, yeah, let's go out to dinner. And then you kind of like the things change. People change their mood over the course of a few days, you know? Right. And, and, and so it creates well, kind of. You know what? To be honest, people are flaky. Well, and if somebody flakes on a date, I take that as a red flag also. That's a mm-hmm. personal experience. If someone, if you and somebody made plans to do something, they said yes, and then they don't come through with it, to me, that's a red flag on keeping your word. Like, yes. I, I'm very much, I keep my word. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. If I say I'm going to well, do it, I'm going to do it. especially if you just cancel and you cancel. And it'd be one thing if, like, say, for instance, I have something come up for work, and I'm like, oh, my God, hey, I can't do tonight. Are you free tomorrow? If you give the other option, then I feel like that's a little bit better but if you just are canceling and yeah and and you really have no reason or there's always a reason like there's always you know always go back to the dane cook thing if you're gonna make a lie make sure you put someone's life at danger (laughs) because no one will ever want to call you out on it you know it's so funny i had a uh, a guy friend and he um and he's still single to this day and i think i know why but um he would you know ask girls on dates all the time and i one of, I think somebody I know 
when it was supposed to go on a date with him and they canceled and he flipped his lid and he was like, don't ever speak to me ever again, blah, blah, blah. And while my friend is flaky, 100%, because she flakes on me all the time, I know that clearly that guy has been traumatized and maybe he needs to go talk it out with a therapist about maybe not responding like that in a text message. And I'm like, you realize maybe this person wasn't having a legitimate excuse, but one day you're going to write that horrible text message to somebody and you're going to be a giant dick for no reason. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe her uncle did really die, you yeah, know, that yeah. one time. Or someone really is sick and now you're stomping all over their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, because so. now you're more important. So another one of the uh, red flags, this was... They communicate with their ex daily despite not having any children together to take care of. Wait, they what? They communicate with their ex daily despite not having any children together to take care of. Mm. Uh, I, you know what? I can I see yeah, that. Yeah, I thought about ways. your situation there because I think that sometimes every or actually every time a relationship is more complicated than anyone can understand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a peace of mind that comes from keeping a line of communication open that it, it, there is nothing there maybe romantically or intimately, but because you'll always care for that person, the line is open. Yeah. And, and that's where I was going to say like, Oh, I mean, I can think I can see that two ways. Cause I know I, you know, my most recent ex, I still talk to him occasionally and, um, we were still friends and would hang out and because we had nobody, I mean, during the pandemic, there wasn't for a while, there wasn't really anybody to hang out with. And so it was like, do you want to have dinner together? I, you know, I don't think I'm going to get germs from you. So I'm sure it's fine. Um, so yeah, every once in a while we'd have dinner together. But then I also know of somebody that they were dating this chick and she had kids with a guy. They were like separated and she was always over at his house and it was like oh but i'm staying over here because of the kids and it was like oh really <laughs> like, yeah. you mean you practicing kids <laughs> yeah it's like oh, interesting yeah so so another red flag that i ha- this is one that I'm, I'm adding my own here is always always drinking like every every update is them drinking if they ever post on their story or they post like seems like the only stuff they share with the world is that they're drinking. Oh, that, interesting. That for whatever reason, I, I guess it just drives me crazy. I don't know what it is. Like, if, I, if I'm interested in a girl and I constantly see her drinking, I'm like... Oh, like, so you're saying not on the dates that she's drinking, but you see, like, on her Instagram or social media that she's always drinking, that's a no for you. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Like, I had... There was a girl that um, I, you know, I met on social media. I didn't meet her on a, on a dating app, but we had mutual friends, and I met up with her one time at a bar, and which obviously you're drinking if you're at the bar. Right. You know, I think she'd had two by the time I got there. And so I was catching up a little bit. I got a little bit of a buzz, but we had an awesome time. Great conversation. Everything mm-hmm. was great. Well, then I started, you know, I signed up for, you know, hangout number two. Well, hangout number two, I get there and she's already four drinks in, you know, and she's going to drink three or more, two or three more while we're sitting there. And she's going to drive home. Right. Which is like 35, 40 miles away. Yeah. And yeah. that, that like, it was really hard for me to get past because I felt like I was taking it personal a little bit, but I didn't mean to. But it was there was just something about always having to catch up. Like, I would be sober and she wouldn't be. Oh, and yeah. And so the majority mm-hmm. of our interactions were always from two different states of mind. And so I, I, I've always had this thing where it's hard to trust people when they're drunk. When they're drunk and they say something, while it might be true, um, if they're making <laughs> you a promise when they're drunk, it's easier to not believe that. 
because oh yeah well that i can see that i was like well we obviously <laughs> we obviously know from personal experience how you know being drunk can be truth serum so yeah yeah well and that's why i say there's a distinction there where it's like um, I, I, it's more about not wanting to be the sober one all the time while someone is drunk mm-hmm. and, you know, and I witnessed that in my personal life. It's just a hard, it's a hard line to walk in a relationship. You either both got to be drunk or both got to be sober right? or both I, be drunk at the same time. Like there can't be. I agree. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have dated guys and, um, he, they would get way more wasted than I would. And I was like, man, this is tiring. It's tiring. It's hard to keep up. Coming up next on Country Not Country. Now, I went down the Dwight Yoakam rabbit hole, and this man has quite the relationship history. He dated Winona Judd. Okay, yeah. Well, that is awesome. You know, that's awesome. I mean, at least if you're looking at the celebrity dating. Then I got him here dating Sharon Stone in 1992. Right, I do remember that. And then he was dating Karen Duffy. I'm not familiar with her. She was an MTV VJ from 93 to 94. Yeah, the brunette. Coming up next on Country Not Country. Welcome to Country Not Country, a radio.com podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. Okay, so Dwight Yoakam got married to his girlfriend. And uh, a few months later, which was just uh, August 16th, uh, his wife, Emily, gave birth to their son, Dalton Lauren Yoakum. And this is Dwight Yoakum's first child. He's 63, and uh, Emily is 36. So that is a 15, no, 25-year difference. Is that uh, yeah, more than I'm that? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of 23 them. 23-year difference. Is that right? Uh, wait, you said 63, and she's how old? 36. Okay, so I'm three to 40, math. 20, yes, 27. Needless to say, he could probably be her dad. Now, I went down the Dwight Yoakam rabbit hole, and this man has quite the relationship history. He dated Winona Judd. Okay, yeah. Well, that is awesome. You know, that's awesome. I mean, at least if you're looking at the celebrity dating. Then I got him here dating Sharon Stone in 1992. Right, I do remember that. And then he was dating Karen Duffy. I'm not familiar with her. She was an MTV VJ from 93 to 94. Yeah, the brunette. She's brunette with blue eyes. And then... Bridget Fonda? Mm, yes. I feel like they were together for quite some time. From 99 to 2002, which seems to be a long time in celebrity dating. Oh, well, maybe I was wrong about that. I thought it was he much He has longer. been dating Emily, though, since 2013. Oh. So they've been together seven years. And Wait. So he started dating her when she was in her 20s? Well, seven years. Yeah, she was 29, and he was 56, if I'm doing the math right. I want to. I want to know. Oh, I want. What do you want to know, Aaron? I want to know where he found her, because let they, me let me just say, um, you look at her and you're like, oh, really? You you want to be married to that guy? Okay. Maybe kind of like uh, what is his name? Ah, oh, Great Balls of Fire. Uh, Jerry the, Lee Lewis. No, the guy that played <laughs> him. Our our Texan guy. He's from Texas. Um. Dennis Quaid. Look at Dennis Quaid now, right? And look at his wife. No longer is he married to Meg Ryan. Laura Savoy. Savoy. They got married in 2020. She's beautiful. Let's see. How old is she? 39. 66 and 39. She's not 39. That's, what, that's what Daily Mail says. Oh, it's a 39-year 39 39 age difference. She's 27. He's 66. Real. It's like, really? 
What do you want with that dude? They say and that he, the year- I saw him in a pair of shorts, and I was like, man, he's got some old man knees. The 39-year age difference with wife really just doesn't come up. They secretly eloped. That was from June 24th, so they just recently got married. I, I heard this thing from George Lopez once, and this was I, – I didn't hear George Lopez. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast say it this was second or third hand information that when you're famous and you're rich it takes 20 years off your age i mean well i also think if you're a man you're rich you could probably convince just about any woman to marry you because there'll always be there'll always be a woman that'll marry you I'm sorry like I know I'm hating on my species but there'll be some woman that marries you if you got enough money yes or or you have enough fame you're saying mm-hmm yeah 100 percent well I've got a lot of rich and fame to go then because I'm trying to get to that to that level where <laughs> one of these be beautiful 29 year olds will be like man you know that guy, Nick? I really like him. Like, what do I... I guess I need to make more money, Aaron. I guess that's the... <laughs> I... Yeah. I mean, what is a guy... What is... A, um, I mean, I guess, of course, of course a guy that's 66 would want to be married to a 27-year-old. Yeah, because there's no doubt about it that the man feels invigorated by her youth. Right. Like, even if he is a little creaky in the joints, being around her <laughs> is going to make him feel younger. <laughs> and, and you talk to a lot of people who date younger, they they will say that that's that there is a sort of they live vicariously through that like one of my uh former mentors and um former bosses mm-hmm. i believe he's in his upper 50s mid 50s and his wife is in her early 30s late 20s and he has always said that she made him feel younger and and he has always lived a life that you would think he was younger than what he is and okay. so that woman just in, improves or increases that and i guess maybe you know guys in their 
allegedly aren't as mature as women for a long time. So, but I'm still thinking you're 36 and he's 63. But when it's the other way around, Mm -hmm. the the people are like, oh, that woman's a cougar. Look at her getting that young man. Way to go. It rarely happens. But it still happens. And and there's a double standard there where it's like, when uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, August Alzina, 21, and she was 42 or whatever, they're like, oh, way to go, girl. Well, I think it's because it doesn't happen as much. It just doesn't. So I think that when it does happen, you're like, yeah, for once it's the girls getting the young sprouts. Well, isn't Miranda Lambert's husband much younger than her? Um, so what is she, 30? I think she's 36 and he's 29 or something like that. I mean, I know. I'm, I was like, get it, girl. <laughs> and, and, and quite frankly, if you're that dude, you are loving your life. Uh, well, You're like the beautiful Miranda Lambert, and all I got to do is treat her good all day long. Sign yeah, me up for cook that dinner job. dinner with my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are we doing today? Hanging by the pool? Great. Should I do more sit-ups, Miranda? Okay. Like, I am in. See, I, would I do, like to be I the do alternate. wonder about that sometimes because it's like, okay, so she married the New York City cop, right? He, I can't remember if he retired early or just took a leave of absence, but so he's not a cop right now. And I like I just wonder like does he, I mean, and you went from New York City, born and raised, and all of a sudden you're like living a living in Tennessee and traveling the country in Airstream. I'm still waiting know. for the part where he walks out because there ain't nowhere in that story. Do I am I like you know what? I want to go back to fighting crime in New York City. Forget this life. I would be the trophy husband of Miranda Lambert in a heartbeat. Yeah, and you'd be fine with it. I that. would be, t- uh, yeah, as long as I can play on the okay, stock market. Okay, because I can see some guys they would be fine with it for a while, but then they would start itching. You know what I mean? Well, well, I think the itch comes from lack of satisfaction, maybe. Yes. And I have a feeling that I believe you get the love you give, and so if you're in a relationship and you give lots of love, and this person actually cares about you, they're going to give a lot of it back, okay. and that's got to be a cool place to be. Like yeah. you're like, you know what? I'm in. Are you in? We're in. All right. Now let's just pour all the love into the center here and share it. And if you can have that happen, and you can have that freedom, free of uh, freedom of mind, and two people can agree to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because maybe that's what Miranda Lambert needed. She just needed a guy who didn't come with a whole bunch of other bullshit, so she could just be herself, and he could be himself. And she's like, look, I got it made. We ain't got to work. We can just chill. I've got all these awards. I've got these millions. We'll get a little camper and a little kiddie pool, and we just live this good life together with our dogs. And he's like, man. I mean, there is, I, I don't know a single guy in the world who would turn that down. I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do because they're very particular. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it would be tough to, like, say, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw away my job and my livelihood for it. But at the same time, there, there's a there's a there's a trade-off I guess at some point because it's to me it's like a trophy wife a trophy wife who a beautiful woman who gets married to a very wealthy famous or not famous man and she no longer has to look for a job she doesn't have to further her education she can just live her life it's the I same know. I mean there I is know. a two-way street and that's there a, like I have see for me I would have a hard time with that like I but you're so independent right that's right. why I for me I have no desire to be a woman that's taken care of but if who's a who's a a celebrity man that you think is amazing and you think he's incredible oh like God. just just off the top it's it's just a hypothetical just okay. say a name so Ryan Gosling yeah so Ryan Gosling uh bumps into you at Costco you know and you're like <laughs> oh hey and he's like oh hey oh wow and y'all have this connection and he's like man I think you're amazing. He gives you all these compliments. You talk and you are texting and DMing and you're like kind of keep it quiet because you want people to know that Ryan Gosling's in your DMs and you're talking. You are message texting each other and calling each other. He's like, hey, Aaron, I just want you to trade it all in. Just come live with me in L.A. 
And you're like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I want you to, and you don't have to worry about anything. That's a pretty good offer. It's a good offer, but then it's like, I, okay, so I have a tendency to, when is the other shoe going to drop? That's what I always think of. Like, all right, it's too good to be true usually is, right? That's what they yeah. tell you. So I, I don't think that, I would test it out. You know, like maybe it just spent a couple weekends together. Oh, so now where there's no geographical difference. But like, <laughs> well, you're paying for it's, my flight. Yeah, so. it's a, yeah. If he's flying you to L.A. every week, he's like, hey, hey, Aaron, it's taking. Like, I'm just saying, we're this is. I'm talking the trophy wife opportunity or the trophy and husband opportunity. And if there's a prenup that if the the shit were to hit the fan, I can you know live comfortably, then we'll talk about it. Yeah, because at least you're getting, at least in that scenario, the rich man has a a sub offer in case the shoe does drop. True. I mean. But that's also what happens when you get with the rich and famous. Like the, all those things become on the table. I imagine. I'm not rich well, and famous. Well, I mean, so. uh, there's, yeah. God, it's just such a different world. Because that, I mean, I have a friend that this gentleman was interested in her. And I'm not speaking about myself. Calm down. Um, but this man was had a lot of money and he was like let's just get married i'll pay for your daughter's school i'll buy your mom a house and you know for every year we're married i'll give you a million dollars this she, is a real story real story oh she turned it down really uh-huh she's like aaron i just can't i just can't i i can't see myself like kissing him because she wasn't attracted to him, there was yeah. I can't see myself having sex with him. There you go. Like, well, then that's the, the to me that's the out. Like, yeah. hey, look, there is no money for my happiness, mm -hmm. but if I can see that there's happiness, <laughs> I will convince myself all day if there's like, money too. Man, so what are the rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the stipulations oh, God. here? So yeah, I all in all, I you know I wish Dwight Yoakam the best. I hope that everything's fine. Congratulations on the baby. Yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine. I mean, you're 63 years old. That's when people become grandparents or are grandparents. I can't imagine being a dad at that age. And the but first time going through it. Imagine they're going to hire a nanny, right? Like, well, Of course. I mean, they're rich and famous, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just. It's amazing how long guys, their swimmers work, you know? Oh, like, that was the other thing I was thinking. He, he's, he was still producing. And did yeah. he maybe think he couldn't? And so he was like, oh, we'll just test out the. I mean, I don't, we're no, not going to go I, into experimental well, I'm sure here. that they tested it out, and then maybe if there was some problem that, you know, they had some fertility treatment, maybe, you know. Or you, the in vitro fertilization, that's the right. other thing. They may have just agreed they wanted a child and said, hey, I don't know if this works or not. Let's go see if the doctor can make it happen, and then they do it. Because Yeah, I'm, yeah it's funny. It's just funny, like, guys and their swimmers can last forever. You could be a dad until you're in your 70s, I'm sure. And, um, like, women. Or, well, Donald uh, Trump, he has a child. He has, what, a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, Baron? Oh, yeah. He's, he's fairly young. Mm -hmm. Now, also a fun fact about reproductive organs, right? Oh, God. So, uh, and we've taken the turn. So women <laughs> are born with all the eggs they'll ever have in right. their life. And so technically, when a woman was in, no, excuse me. Yeah, when a woman is in her mother's womb, okay, the grandchildren are already in the mother in that mother's womb. Because the woman produces the eggs when she's still in the womb. Like as a baby, as a, as a fetus, Wait. as you're growing, the eggs are in the baby while the baby's still inside the mom. So the grandchildren are already... Oh, so... Okay. The eggs are already there for the grandchildren. Oh. So the mother actually carries her grandchildren too. Okay. On a molecular, cellular level. Okay. That, that was very deep. I was wondering where you were going. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think I have any eggs left, to be honest with you. So, yeah. Well, well that's for another episode. <laughs> yes. Let's go ahead and get into the music. All right. So you have or have not listened to John Party Rancho Fiesta Sessions? No, I have not. I've heard about the songs on the album, have not had a chance to check it out, so I'm excited. So I've, I've pulled into 14 seconds of Marina Del Rey. Okay. And this is John Party Marina Del Rey. Let's see if this works. I had a good time was the last thing I heard her say I walked away and on the plane back to Tennessee another one all right so this is nothing compares to you oh this is the, the print song it is okay it's been seven hours and 13 days since you took your love away Did you do your love Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whoever I choose. Interesting. I'm not sure what to think. You know, it's funny. I forget that that's a Prince song because I just think of it as a Sinead O'Connor song. Oh, see, and that's in my that you just connected the dots. Why I was a little confused, also. Yeah. Because I was like, I thought Sinead O'Connor sang this one, but yeah, I forgot that he wrote that song. Now, yeah. Immediately after I heard that, I went and listened to the actual Prince version. Mm. And Prince, nothing compares to you. Purple Rain. There is something so deeply emotional about those songs when it sings when it's coming from Prince yeah. that it's like it's that is timeless music. That's all I could think. I was, I was like, man, this is so good. And like, I think John Party did an excellent job on that song. He put his own twist on it. Um, it's a little different to hear because you know the Prince versions, you know. But yeah. um, but I, I I'm a fan. I've only listened to John Party's. Uh, to be completely honest, John Party inspired me to go listen to Prince. So that's what happened when I listened to it. So okay, so I'm trying to find the track listing of the other songs. Is trying to see if there's something else I want to. There were a couple other George Strait songs for sure. Somebody's doing me right. The waiting, right or wrong, honky tonk man. The bottle let me down and prop me up beside the jukebox. Okay, let's hear the Joe Diffie track. Can All you right. see if you can find that? Yeah, I got you. All right, here we go. 
Well, I ain't afraid of dying. It's the thought of being dead. I wanna go on being me once my eulogy's been read. Don't spread my ashes out to sea. Don't lay me down the rest. You can't put my mind at ease if you feel my last request. He's also very country, and he's singing a country song. Yes. Um, Marina Del Rey was a little weird, but that's, uh, George, you're, that's George Strait. Yeah, really, I would like, like to hear the right or wrong okay, from well, George Strait. For, like the original one or the... Re, the no, the his uh, John Party's version. All right, here we go. I can already tell I like this better. Right or wrong, I'll always love you. Though you're gone, I can't forget. Right or wrong. See, like that one to me is better, but than the Marina Del Rey version. But yeah, yeah, all right, well, not and, bad. And I think John Party, like I said, he just has such a country sound to his voice that um, some songs are going to sound very, very different with his twang. Oh, for sure. Is that? I mean, you would call it a twang, right? His voice. Yes. So another uh, song I want to play. Okay. I have not listened to this song. I don't know how it sounds. Uh, somebody sent me the. Uh, the, the YouTube link on Instagram, and his name is Dustin De La Garza, okay. and the song is called Cowboy's Way of Life. And the first thing I thought was back home in Goliad, the De La Garza are a very well-known name in my hometown, and uh, Mr. De La Garza would cut my hair as a kid all my okay. life. Mr. De La Garza cut my hair. So there was a sense of seeing Dustin De La Garza, which I know nothing about him, that I was like, man, this looks like somebody I know. Maybe he went to my hometown. I don't know. And then it made me think, there aren't a whole lot of Hispanic country artists. Hmm. You know what? That's true. I know that Scotty McCreary's great or his grandmother is full-blooded Puerto Rican. Right. So he is a quarter Hispanic. And so he's told us that at 10 Man Jam, which I had no idea. Her name is mm -hmm. Guadalupe, which I thought was awesome. That's so cool. Like, And you would never, I mean, you would never guess never. at all, especially with his last name, McCreary. <laughs> You're but, like, but oh, okay. there is a certain level of his personality after talking to him that you know he got from his grandmother. Mm, okay. And, and as a Hispanic, you kind of like, man, why does this guy seem like, like seem kind of familiar? You start to kind of get this vibe from him, right? Mm. So either way, I, it's like Rick Trevino. Yeah. Um, he's obviously to me, Emilio. He, he had some good songs. Uh, that he was a Tejano artist. Um, that made country songs. Um, and who are the other famous Hispanic artists? Freddie Fender, which is old, old school. Jesse Lee Jones, I don't know who that is. Linda Ortega, I feel like I've heard that name. Johnny Rodriguez, old, also old school artist. And then, yeah, Rick Trevino. 
It's not a lot. No. So, I was like, gosh, there's nobody else in there that, like, we could, wow, I'm, that's a little disappointing. So I'm going to listen to this for the first time. Uh, I'm just going to go into, like, I'm going to start at 10 seconds. Hopefully he's not singing by then. But this is Dustin Delagar's A Cowboy's Way of Life. Let's see what it I was taught at a very young age how to rope and ride and how to treat the ladies right. Working hard till the job gets done, no matter how cold it may be. Cause there ain't nothing stopping me. Cause the life I chose ain't no walk in the park, but it's what I love to do. So my first thing is there's a production quality there. Mm-hmm. I feel like his mic is a little too low. Okay. Or, um, but outside of production, I mean, it would seem like a run-of-the-mill, okay, country song. Yeah. Is he from Texas? I, I don't know anything about him. But by the way, I have to interject to say my uncle-in-law, J.R. Castillo, he's uh, written songs in Nashville. He's been out of Nashville before, and he does a lot of shows in South Texas. He is a country singer who is Hispanic also. So uh, I, I was listening to him, and I was thinking about J.R., and I was like, oh, man, J.R. would kill me if I didn't say his name. I don't, yeah, it's like... We're family. We're blood. Yeah, My yeah, God. Yeah. I can see him. Come on. Come on, nephew. <laughs> Don't leave me out of here. But seriously, oh. uh, I got a 90s country vibe out of it. It just sounded real smooth. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I can hear that. And, yeah. and I and I kind of liked the the take on the country values in the relationship world. Kind of mm-hmm. Cody Johnson-esque, if you oh, will. Oh, yeah. I can hear that, too. So, I mean, it was a decent song. All right. Yeah, yeah keep, not bad. Put it on iTunes. Sell it. I, well, that, that was your advice <laughs> last week, right? Yeah, I mean, I tell every every artist, you know, if you're an aspiring artist, sell your music. Don't give it away for free if you can avoid it. And like, he put it on YouTube, and I'm, I'm assuming that's under his uh, under his name. So he, if he gets enough views on it, gets royalties. All right. So what's next? So is that a wrap, Aaron? Did we cover uh, everything? You know what? I say, boom. All right, episode twenty six. That's a wrap. Never miss an episode of Country Not Country with Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. Make sure to download the Radio.com app and subscribe to this podcast. Country Not Country, a Radio.com podcast. Special thanks to executive producers Sarah Fraser and Chase Murphy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.